0: With so many stories of strength, perseverance, and life-changing journeys, I knew I had to help share the good in the world. My name is Christine Petrella, and I'm fortunate enough to host a podcast where I can speak with guests who have made such a large impact in their communities by giving back and being so generous to causes that need our attention. Philippa Ballette is the co-founder of award-winning health practice, Chris & Philly Functional Medicine. They call her Philly for short. She's a clinical nutritionist, functional medicine practitioner, and a PhD scholar. Their goal is to help high achieving parents with energy, mood, and gut issues to end their body burnout for good. With more energy comes greater productivity and it allows for higher levels of production in their everyday home and work routines. Well, the best part I think for each client, that books a Connect the Dots initial consultation. Chris and Philly donate a day's worth of safety and education for a girl in Cambodia. This helps to keep her in school and out of sex brothels. All right, Philly, very happy to have you here. It was um, tough to get the schedules going because you're in Australia and I'm here in the States and in Virginia. So The time difference is crazy. I mean, it's Tuesday night here. It's Wednesday morning there. How are you doing, Philly? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing very well. Very well. So I'm curious, what are the the latest news headlines over in Australia today?
1: Oh, probably the same with you guys. The Ukraine war uh, will smith slapping i oh no! sorry the other way around no that was right yeah that's
0: right that is so funny because they always say on the news like the slap heard around the world and i'm like ah no one else cares about this but us <laughs> <laughs> So that's so funny to hear that it's in your news as well oh it is all over it when did that happen was that last week and people are still
1: writing social media posts about it it's crazy
0: it is great. That is so funny that you've heard about this. Yes. And Corona still very much on the news for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How are you getting by with Corona? How did that do for you when, when it all began? Yes. Yeah, so what
1: has it been? It's almost. It's been two years now. So where I live, we're in Tasmania, a little island at the bottom of Australia, part of Australia still. But we were pretty good because we are a little island we could surround our bubble around our state. So for a lot of the time over the past two years, our borders have actually been closed. So we haven't lived with coronavirus very much at all, except for right at the start and then everything shut down and it disappeared after a month or two. And then since Christmas time, the borders have opened up and people are living with coronavirus now. And honestly, I feel like it's fine. There are people who are getting... You know, obviously being affected by it negatively from a health perspective as well as financially, economically. But I feel like we're living with it pretty good now. <laughs> what about you guys?
0: That's good. We're, I mean, we're doing all right. The everything feels like it's opening back up. Mm. We understand that it's still very present and it is still dangerous. And so I still get concerned when I walk around. But I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Um, my kids aren't wearing masks anymore to school, which it feels so good, but then, you know, there's a little part of you that's just a little bit nervous. Is this going to get worse again? What's going to happen? And so we haven't been planning, you know, we kind of shut everything down and haven't made any huge plans for traveling at all. Yeah. So that's been a bummer, but a lot of friends, it's spring break now. So the kids are out of school and a lot of my friends are headed all over the place. So we stayed put right now for many reasons, but it does feel like it's getting back to normal, which I'm very excited about. I just hope it stays this way. I know. I'm like, can we just have at
1: least a few months of normal living if there ever is a thing? Yes. Our family did all have COVID about a month ago, which was fine. So we got through it fine.
0: (laughs) Good. We had it too. Our house had it as well. The kids got it, lived to us, or maybe it was vice versa. We don't know, but it just happened to be over the uh, Christmas and New Year's break. So we were home anyways. It was glorious. Yeah, let's talk about you. I mean, there's so many amazing things I want to get through. But I want the listeners, I want everybody to understand you and you know, where your journey started. Where did you grow up? And when did you decide to take this journey?
1: Yeah, awesome. So journey into what we do for our business or for the give back or it's kind of like a bit of both mixed in together.
0: (laughs) I think it's gonna Yeah, it sounds like it wraps up all into both. But let's start with the business. Okay. Maybe, you know what? It all kind of leads to the same path. So I'll
1: go right back to a child. So we lived on a beautiful country, Tasmania property. It was so nice. We had cows and a vegetable garden and chooks and we had family, extended family all around us. Like as a six or eight year old, I'd walk down to my neighbor's house, who was my auntie. It was just like a beautiful upbringing and our family culture was very much about giving back to others and service and showing compassion for other people without really expecting anything in return. So I kind of feel like that was built into our family values anyway. And so as I grew up and when I went to universities, probably like the next step, I was just always drawn to human rights stuff. So, I studied English literature and psychology initially, and just every time I wrote an assignment, it was like, "How can I use my words and what i 'm doing to transform the way that the world is <laughs> and so and that showed up in different areas, uh, like feminism cross cultural relations um health, all that sort of stuff and Then, after I finished my degree, I actually went to Kenya for about four months on Like it was a self-guided volunteer work. So I didn't go with a tour group or anything. It was just me and my friend rocked up to a village in Kenya and we taught some high school students. So for the four months we were teaching high school students English. And at the time before I went, I'm like, yeah, 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 this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to give so much to this community. When I got there, I realised I knew nothing. I wasn't trained as a teacher it was a very much a, um, a bit of a self-identity crisis, I think, going in as a white woman into a black society and suddenly realising that, oh, actually, I don't know any more than these kids, like in terms of how their culture runs. And even, you know, the teachers that I replaced for the four months knew far much more than me. And so it was a wonderful experience in that I got to experience this culture, but it was also a good... I guess, transformation experience for me as well in that, hang on, if I want to give back to other people, there's probably better ways that I can be doing it. And there was a lot of uh, discomfort being there as well in terms of understanding my white privilege. So anyway, I came back, I did a PhD on, again, human rights, It was all about how to use words to transform the way that we see ourselves and our relationships with other people. And back then it was around cross cultural relationships as well. And so that was really good. And it was coming from a place of just deconstructing my own white privilege and realizing that I didn't have all the answers. And that even because I was in a white privilege position, it doesn't mean that I can necessarily help other people if that makes sense like in the ways that I thought that I could right I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense there (laughs)
0: You are, you are. And it's a very tough thing, you know, a lot here in the U.S. And it's everywhere now. And we're all, you know, kind of checking ourselves and trying to understand what that truly means and how we have that privilege. And so it's really enlightening to hear how other people have experienced and at what age and at what point in their lives were they faced with something where they thought, "Okay, wow, I really do have an advantage here. So it's very interesting. It definitely makes sense what you're saying. Okay,
1: cool. And then on the day I got my PhD report back to say i passed and it was great, I gave birth to my first baby, or our first baby, Poppy, and it was an intense experience. So it was a three-day labor, Oh, you know, lots of interventions, a suction cup, the forceps, I ended up getting ripped in half, my vagina, my bowel, and my bladder had some pretty severe nerve damage. And so... But the next four months after I had poppy, I had no sensation to pee. So I was using a catheter to urinate. And because I was prone to getting UTI infections, because I had like this internal catheter in 24-7, um, I was on loads of antibiotics. So I was in and out of hospital catching All the infections still, and then going on more antibiotics. So, my gut health was kind of ripped raw. And from an emotional perspective as well, Poppy was very colicky. I feel like it was probably because she was getting all the antibiotics through my breast milk. So, she was vomiting all the time, crying. Even when she was breastfeeding, she was crying every breath that she took. The only time she didn't cry was when she was asleep. And that took about two hours for her to fall asleep. It was really sad. But I really struggled physically and mentally. And then after she was born, it was almost like every month something new popped up. So like some new weird health condition, low immunity, then chronic back pain, then even like weird chemical sensitivity stuff, gut issues, skin issues, mental health issues ended up having full-blown anxiety. So during that time, I was also working at a university as a lecturer and tutor until I got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I've actually kind of lost passion in what I was doing because I was so sick. Like I couldn't even look after myself properly. And that was when I was thinking about what we were going to discuss on the podcast too. I'm like, I had a little light bulb moment. And I'm like, at that point, there was no way that I could give back in any way. Even as a mother, I struggled to, besides being the milkmaid, my husband took both the mother and the father role because I was in such a state of breakdown that I couldn't even look after myself properly. And so anyway, that was kind of the big pivotal moment that then led me into what we do now. So I run a health practice, Chris and Philly Functional Medicine, and I specialize as a functional medicine practitioner. It took about three years to actually discover that that was even a thing because I tried many things to try and restore my body back to good health, different nutrition. I saw different practitioners, different doctors. Some things helped a bit, but it wasn't really resolving the underlying health issues that kept popping up, especially like in times of stress. So then eventually I came across a doctor called Dr. Daniel Kalish. He's actually a USA functional medicine expert and he uh, helped me to do my own lab testing. So looking at my poo and my wear, my spit, to look at my hormones and gut health, my neurotransmitters, my brain, and I was able to restore all of those body systems and like really transform my lifestyle as well because... One of the root causes was I was a high, I call myself a recovering addicted doer. (laughs) So I was kind of like the type of person who has to do everything all at once and I can't say no. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. And so that was part of my, my breakdown, (laughs) which went right back to like my university days of, you know, needing to get A pluses and high distinctions and be the best, not in terms of like competing against other people, but just for my own self.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And it's tough when you are, you're a new mom, and you want to be the best for your child. But you can't even get your head straight and and your mental health is not there. And then your physical health is all over the place. So yeah, that's got to be tough when you're used to being the best or, or doing the best. And then all of a sudden, you're hit with reality of I can't be good for my child until I'm good myself. So that's a huge realization. Yeah, that's a big struggle. Yeah, and also like even from a
1: marriage relationship, you know, it was kind of on the rocks too because I called myself the dragon mom. I was just screaming all the time. Like the anxiety for me showed up in anger and screaming and losing the plot and that was the big, you know, although my body felt pretty crappy and I was in a pretty low place, it was the fact that I'm like, if I don't change, we might not have a marriage anymore and I'll psychologically damage the kids at some point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Mm. that's huge that's huge to come to that realization and be honest enough with yourself and your relationship that that moment had to happen yeah Uh, because there's probably so many people out there who just want to make it sound like everything's just perfect and everything's great but it's great that you were able to come out and recognize that and then do something about it that's admirable so off to that
1: you know, I started practicing functional medicine, and I really felt like I'd found my calling as well. Like, not only had I seen the own transformation for myself, but now I had so much empathy, especially for like moms who are experiencing the same sort of body burnout that comes after trying to juggle all the things: pregnancy, late nights, you know, staying out with the kids, all that sort of stuff, and. That was good. Like, I felt like there was a, a sense of fulfillment in that way. But after a few years, I just kept coming back to like my PhD. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I know I'm changing lives. Like, I'm, change- like I'm literally changing lives because, you know, it's going from feeling crappy, depressed, anxious you know life isn't worth living for some people to I feel vibrant I can do what I want to do but there was still the part of me that I'm like you know it's still I'm getting paid for this which is great because that helps to run a business but I still had within me that I still want to give back to others like in a bigger way that's beyond what our practice is about and so the first thing that kind of triggered that thought, or I'd been thinking about it for a few years, and then last year, yeah, Jan 2021, we actually joined a business accelerator program for Dent Global, Key Person of Influence. I don't know if you've heard of that.
0: I have not. No, I'm writing it down though. <laughs>
1: Amazing. So they so it's a business accelerator program, but built within their whole philosophy is make a dent in the universe and like giving back to others. And the more profitable you can become in business, the more that you can actually give to others less fortunate or to like the big world problems. And so that part of um, like their philosophy really resonated with me, and it's probably one of the main reasons why I actually joined their program in the first place. Because I'm like, yeah, cool, okay, I want them. I want help to build our business, but so that we can give back to others as well. And it helps with, you know, when things get tough and it's like, oh, I can all be bothered doing this today. It's like, yeah, because there are people that I could be helping and serving by actually building my business. So that was the first kind of catalyst. And then I'm like, okay, who do I want to give back to? And so I was looking around, I'm like looking locally, I'm looking globally, and I actually got a book. I don't know if you can see this. Yes. Little show and tell. So this is a book. It's actually
0: written by B1G1. I love B1G1. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think was it um, Sammy who introduced you to one of your other guest podcasters?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So
1: this is actually a book that was given to me when we joined the Business Accelerator Program. And the title of it is The Movement, Better Business, Better Life, Better World. And within that, they just have little chapters of all the founders of the different charities or companies that are part of B1G1 who are either the people that you give money to, and then they give it to others or people who have built it into their business. And so anyway I was reading this and there was a chapter about a company called Free to Shine which is a child organization company and just the the words that they used and their big vision and their mission aligned with our own health practice in like different ways so our big mission is so we we work with high achieving parents to end their body burnout But like the reason for that is so that, you know, healthy, happy parents are going to be leading healthy, happy children who are going to be creating better communities and a better world. And so Free to Shine are a child organisation protection company and they uh, help girls in Cambodia to stay in school and out of sex brothels. And so one, two, like sex trafficking, if you think about all the issues in the world, that is just the most horriblest thing that can happen to a child. So we have two daughters as well. And so that really touched me as well. And I started reading into the founders. So Nikki Mee is the founder. Another little book, Do What Matters. It's an amazing book. And this is her journey into... <laughs>
0: I actually saw that. It's it's great. I saw that on their website and I wanted to order it.
1: Yeah, it's a really good book. Um, it's like, beautifully written. It's really easy to read, but it's basically her story as to why she started, why she was even interested in sex trafficking in the first place and how she went about building the organization. And for her too, so oh, before I talk about Nikki, in our practice as well, we're always about like, let's get to the root cause. It's not enough just to give you a supplement that might make your symptoms disappear for a little bit. It's like you got to get to the root cause. And like I mentioned before, one of my root causes was that, you know, my mental, my personality stated, like addicted to a rushing woman syndrome, which can burn the body out. So we're always working with clients to solve the root cause and find that root cause. And Nikki, when she was over in Cambodia and initially she just spent time in... um like centres where they had saved girls from sex brothels and now they were, you know, helping them to get back on their feet basically and to like resolve trauma and all that sort of stuff. And because a lot of these girls too after being in a sex brothel, they can be shunned from society as well. So sometimes they they don't have even a home to go back to, which is really sad. And so there were a lot of organisations and charities that would do that so they would, you know, fund their money to work out where these sex brothels are and then they do raids and save all these girls which is amazing and boys as well but nikki when she was talking to the girl she's like what do you need and the girl said to her well we're saved now so we don't you know i mean there's lots of things that they would need but they said but nikki we want you to to stop it from even happening in the first place and so free to shine is all built around addressing the root cause as to why sex trafficking happens in the first place. And so that really resonated to me. So rather than trying to solve an issue that has already happened, why not solve the issue before those girls get stolen and sent off to sex ruffles? So that was like, a yeah, I'm like, yes, that's a cause that I can give to, that I will stand behind, that I will advocate. I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast today. So I want everyone to know about the amazing things that these guys do.
0: Good. Yeah. And I know I wanted to order that book and I I haven't ordered it yet, but the co-founder and managing director, Nikki, who you mentioned, she wanted to learn about the complexities and the challenges that you know these girls were facing and that an organization like this would face. And it kind of reminded me how you were mentioning earlier that you went to Kenya and you were faced with these challenges that maybe you didn't even know were going to come up. So having the, to read that book, I would love to. And you're right, Nikki um, did have that powerful quote in the annual report where she said, I asked survivors who had been rescued how I can help, and I was hardly prepared for their answer. I thought they'd want something straightforward for us to provide like university tuition fees, but they didn't want anything for themselves. Instead, they wanted for no other girl to go through the horrors that they had been through. So, I mean, you had just mentioned that, how powerful that organization is, is is not only stopping it, but getting out there and making sure the girls that are on the streets are off the streets and in schools. Because if they're in schools, they're going to be less likely to be trafficked and, and to be in these brothels. So what What an incredible, incredible foundation. So when I book a session, um, so if I become a client with Chris and Philly, how does that help give back to Free to Shine?
1: Yeah, so, so there's kind of two tiers as to our giving back. So Free to Shine have actually created a, a program for businesses called Business Matters. And you can actually um, join that program and... Every week you're donating like a fixed fee to support uh, what they're trying to do to help support the girls and families in Cambodia. So that's kind of like our regular giving back. But on top of that too, we wanted to build in a bit more of a, um, so again, like as our business grows, we can give back more. And so with every new client who joins our program or when they're looking for an initial consult, we give back a day's worth of safety and education to Free to Shine and, you know, for the girls in Cambodia. So that's how we've worked it in. And so we're open to also changing that too. We're creating different programs as well. So the bigger ticket items, we can then look at building in, um, you know, say like a week's worth of safety and education. So there's so much room to move And that was a bit of a scary thing to me as well because, well, okay, so COVID happened and my husband's other business, which was a gym, shut down because of lockdowns. And during that time too, he just had time to reflect and he's like, do I really want to get up at 4am every morning and come home at 10pm at night? (laughs) No, I don't think this is sustainable and I'm getting burnt out myself. And so we made the big scary decision to just kind of like, let's just, cut that side of the business or company out, which then meant that we had cut half of our revenue out in order to focus on Christian Philly Functional Medicine. But initially it was kind of like, holy crap, we're not even kind of making ends meet here. (laughs) But I still wanted to work in the give back as soon as possible So that's the thing too, like if there's any entrepreneurs listening to this and they might be in a startup phase or maybe, you know, their profits and losses were like, yeah, at the end of each month, I don't have a lot extra to give. You don't have to give a lot to be able to make a difference. And then as your business grows, you can then give more. So that's how we've structured in the giving back. And Free to Shine have been amazing to work with as well to, you know, it's great that they have the, the Business Matters program where you can do that set fee, but then- we can add more
0: on top of that. Yeah, they're making it so much easier now that this is becoming a a bigger and bigger movement, the give back movement. There's B1G1 that we talked about earlier. There's Do Good Points. There's Shopping Gives. So there are so many different avenues. And my favorite part of doing this podcast is just looking up all the different ways that we can give back. And you're right, it doesn't have to be Thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year out of your business, a little bit can make a very huge impact. And that's what B1G1 is all about. And I, I want to know, I went on your website and I took a, one of your free assessments. So I'm not sure if you got my results, but it was actually very, I love taking tests. I love, you know, well, not if it's a school exam, but I love going online, finding out more about myself. But it was neat because I think a lot of entrepreneurs. Do run into that burnout stage, and entrepreneurs who have you know kids who are very small or kids who are teenagers or anyone who's experiencing that burnout and it was neat because I'm not sure what my score meant, but it was funny because when I was reading the tutorial that you had given me, it says it looks like you're getting by and I was like i am I'm getting by <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> it was so it was a fun way to kind of say like. Yes, you're right. Like there there are a lot of changes that I can make. So what's um, a change of someone that you've worked with who has really done kind of a one eighty to where they are now?
1: Yeah. So so we have different layers of how we work with people as well. I guess our three areas or principles in order to end your body burnout for good. And by that I mean like you don't just get that symptom resolution or symptom improvement for a few months or a year, but then it all pops up again. We want to end that body burnout for good so that you can live a healthy and happy life. You need to address body, mind and environment. And so, yeah, so it's a holistic approach. And when we first work with people, we will run different types of functional lab tests, which go beyond what your regular medical doctors would be doing. So a lot of, like, especially a lot of mums who have, you know, the weird sort of symptoms that I had that didn't fit into a disease box, like, I went to a GP and they're like, oh, all your blood tests look fine. It's just normal to feel like this being a mum. And I'm like, this is not normal. I have friends and sisters who do not feel like me. (laughs) not normal. Mm -hmm. And so when I did my own functional medicine lab testing and, you know, same with clients who have had the same similar experience to me, it's like, holy moly, there's actually a lot of things wrong (laughs) inside your body systems which give people like they like it's that recognition that actually it's not all just in your head and so Mm. like that alone like just having those answers gives people hope and so then from there we're creating lab based treatment plans around the body systems that have burnt out also helping people to just establish the healthy essentials that you need to you know healthy ways to live so that you can support healing and health long term so that's Things like, you know, getting good restorative sleep and eating anti-inflammatory, nutritious foods, making sure you're moving properly the way that your body needs at the time. And I find that that's a really tricky one for people because sometimes, you know, there's either two extremes as the like super sedentary, sitting at your desk all day working, then maybe like, you know, cooking for the family or whatever. And then the other extreme where... You're thrashing your body at the gym, which can cause more body burnout, even though you might feel good at the time. So working on those three things is kind of like the body element. And also we do use nutraceutical supplements as well to like really recharge, reset and do deep healing of the body systems that do go out of whack. And mind is all about having a calm mind. So that inner calm, because a lot of people, like again, stress is a major root cause for a lot of people, especially living in the pandemic and like with the ever changing things that are happening, but also being organized. Like again, some people, sometimes people just don't live a healthy life because they're disorganized and they're living each meal at a time without, you know, kind of like thinking about what they're going to have for that week. And then also motivation is a huge one. So having, understanding your personality, the way that you tick, setting yourself up so that you are motivated, even when things get tough and hard. And then from the environment perspective, it's making sure that you live in a, basically a toxin-free environment. So clear of nasty chemicals that can damage your system. Relationships are healthy and happy rather than toxic and drawing from your energy pool and making sure that your house and home and workplace is set up so that you can actually implement healthy living things.
0: Yeah, I, when I took the test, the assessment, one of the questions said, and there's, that is a very comprehensive assessment. And one of the questions says, do you have a digital clock in your room? And I was like, oh, I do. Uh-oh. You know, everything. There were so many questions where I was like, oh, I definitely don't turn my phone off at night. And it just made me think because I didn't understand what a holistic approach was honestly, I I really had no idea. So kind of taking that exam made me realize that there are definitely things I need to address and change, but I don't know where to go from there. And I know there are solutions for the way I eat, supplements I take, doctors I see. And it's very overwhelming when you have so many different avenues of people and ways telling, especially the social media telling you, you should try this and you should do this. And Even skincare, you should use this, which has all these chemicals in it. And it's overwhelming. So if you're experiencing the burnout and if you're experiencing that overwhelm, at what point does, I guess, a lot of your clients say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm calling Chris and Philly because they have that holistic approach.
1: Yeah, cool. I think you hit the nail on the head too. It's that overwhelm of like, there's so many things I could be doing or I should be doing. What do I do? And so whether it's working with us or someone who has like a system or a method to follow, I feel like that's like a really big thing that can help with healing and gaining optimal health. Because rather than like, getting distracted and chasing the shiny unicorn and going from like keto to paleo to yeah. I don't know like Wim Hof half breathing or whatever it's like okay here's a system <laughs> that follows that works mm-hmm. um, as long as you're working with someone skilled enough to hold you in that space to follow the method then like you're going to get the results at the end of the day and yeah there's no quick fix actually like deep healing is never a quick fix but you have that system to follow and so that can also like we have clients here it's just like you know when they start working with this like they take that big breath and that like oh, finally I can give my body and my life over to you <laughs> right. not in like a I a weird way but it's kind of like finally I can I don't have to think about this anymore like I was just using so much mental energy trying to work out what the heck is even wrong with me, let alone trying to fix it. It's like, now I can, you know, I can just give that to you and you're the experts. You can figure it out and I'll follow you.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. You can kind of take a back seat and have your hand held throughout. And I feel like I can ask you this question. You've been super open and transparent, but at what point, what was what helped you the most? You know, what approach really drove you in the right direction?
1: Yeah. So, look, I think the lab testing was a big thing for me. I'd even studied nutritional medicine, like, for three years trying to figure out what the heck was wrong with me. But, you know, I learned a lot and I understood a lot about how the body works and supplements and diets and lifestyle. But it was exactly what you were saying before. It's like, well, there's so many things, like there's thousands of supplements that I could be taking for this symptom. Where do I start? And so the lab testing just grounded me. It gave me scientific evidence in terms of, okay, these are the systems that I need to work on. So that was kind of like step one that just hooked me and got me in and set me up with a like a comprehensive plan. Like again, it was holistic. It was kind of a little bit of everything. It was like ditching toxins from my home. I was using like fake candles that were making me feel like I was pregnant again, like I was literally nauseous, like I had morning sickness. all day. And it took me a few weeks to realise that it's like, oh, it's that new candle. So like even things like that, I think a big thing, uh, probably like month three into, I was treating my adrenal stress hormones at the time and I was taking all the supplements and I was doing the perfect diet, but I hadn't changed the way that I was living. So I was still trying to be a mom and work and study and do all the things and help other people. And like, I got small improvements. I definitely like saw a shift, but it wasn't until I did that mindset work as well. And really, it came back to the fact that I am enough. Like I was overdoing, overachieving because I felt like my worth was on what I put out as opposed to I am enough as I am. And it's okay if I don't get all the things done at the end of the day on my to-do list, I am enough. And so it was doing like a lot of sort of inner work as well that made a big change.
0: Yeah. So in 10, let's say 10 years from now, where do you hope Chris and Philly will be?
1: Whoa, 10 years. That's 2032.
0: Wow. that. I'll be old. I was thinking of old. going thinking. 5 years, but I feel like 5 years is going to happen so <laughs> quick. <laughs> let's all right, let's go with 7. <laughs> 7 years. All right. Well, we have we have I mean, we always think about this, but we're
1: actually um we are going to a Nationals uh so our we're state winners for a big business award in Australia and we're pitching to the judges nationally next week. So that is one of the questions. Look, I am writing a book at the moment, and I feel like there's many books inside me, as well as my husband Chris has many books, so I really would love to be to get our, to get our mission and our word out there again, like beyond just the people that we work with so everybody can have access to how to end body burnout for good. And the things like those specific things that you are asking about, it's like, what do I do? You know, and taking people through it step by step. And from a business perspective, look, I love being, absolutely love being a practitioner. I can see myself doing this and working with people in the house until I retire. But our big mission too is to also create a different business where we can teach other practitioners our holistic method as well. So I feel like that's probably like a 5 year goal, that 5 to 7 year goal. Again because there's only so many people that we can work one on one or like even in like a group coaching setting, but if we can teach other practitioners the way that we practice then, you know, we can be touching a lot more people and also I really feel like building in that giving back model as well into you know helping other practitioners establish their own practices because it's I mentioned it before, like when things get tough, it's like, actually, I'm not just doing this for myself. There are other people that will be let down, even though they won't know that directly, but I will be letting other people down by not continuing building this business and building this mission and this vision that we have.
0: That was great. I think the judges are going to love that response. You nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) What is a a piece of advice that you want to leave mom entrepreneurs or just parents who are entrepreneurs who are feeling just weighed down and burnt out and like they just can't do anymore so again
1: like I'm such a lab geek but I feel like I feel like a lot of people especially uh mompreneurs probably more especially because they are like again it's a gender inequality thing as well which we're very big at advocating as well in that sorry I'm going to be like backtracking a bit um but there's there's research that shows that even moms who work full-time and you know the same hours as their partner like male partners who are working full-time the moms are still doing the majority of their housework the child caring so that's like a recipe for burnout when you're trying to work two full-time jobs basically you're not sharing that load so if you're in that One, it's kind of like, get clear on your priorities, get clear on what's most important to you. Other things that you can outsource and delegate is a big one and sharing that load with your partner and like even your kids as well. And also too, if you feel like you're in such a state of burnout and exhaustion and overwhelm that it's like, how can I even think about what i'm going to eat or you know how can i even like i don't even have the energy to get up out of my desk let alone go and do like a 60 minute walk or something then that's where i think doing like the lab testing and doing that recharging of the body systems even like starting off with nutraceutical supplements to just help to like they are kind of like I wouldn't say quick fits, but you get that quick win. It's like, oh, yeah, I am feeling a bit more energetic and a bit more excited about life. Now I can actually start implementing the more difficult, challenging things that might feel difficult to you to be able to heal your body and live a healthy lifestyle. So if you're in that really dark place and you can't even think how you could implement healthy things, I would say, like, reach out to a practitioner for sure who can get you reset faster.
0: Very good advice. So Philly, where can listeners find you? If we wanted to take that assessment or if we wanted to sign up, no matter where we are in the world, I understand how can we find you on social media? What's your website?
1: Yeah, cool. So our website is www.chrisandphilly.fm. Maybe check the show notes for the spelling. (laughs) When you jump onto our webpage too, the Ending Body Burnout assessment that Christine has been talking about is like the first thing right at the top of our... And it's a great quiz. It's a great way to just find out the state of your body burnout and also like what are some of the contributors or the weak spots in your body, mind and environment that might be actually contributing to your body burnout. People love doing that. I would do the quiz first and if it resonates with you, then, you know, you can book in for a free discovery call or an initial consult or there's different free resources that you can bury your mind into.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Yeah, your website does have a lot of information. It's very easy to get around. And I love that for every client that you book for the initial consult, you give a day's worth of safety and education to a girl in Cambodia to keep her out of sex brothels and in school. And just to kind of um, reiterate, the Cambodian team works with local authorities and communities to reach the most at-risk rural girls reducing their vulnerability to trafficking by improving their access to education and providing them with social work support. And just to put some numbers, because I always like to put numbers on everything, since 2012, the Free to Shine organization has enrolled over 750 girls. They've built 21 houses They've had over 4,000 social work interventions, over 32,000 safety visits conducted, which is a mind-blowing number. They've built 119 chicken coops, which I love to hear. I've always wanted one. Uh, they provided almost a 1,000 bikes, library books, and they've enrolled about 33 girls so far in university. So a lot of numbers to throw at you, but just to give you an idea of how important their work is. And I love that Philly and her husband, Chris, have an avenue that we can go to to look for help. And just by booking, you know, that initial consult that they are giving back um, and their business model gives back to Free to Shine. So um, Philly, thank you so much for your time. Again, it's morning there for you. It's the night before for me, and I'm very happy we're able to meet up. Any uh, final words that you would like to share with everybody?
1: Just thank you so much for creating this podcast. I think it's so great. I've loved listening to all the other people around the world that you chat to. And it's inspiring for me too. Like, although we've built our give back model into our business, it's just like, it's like, oh, what else can I do? And how else can I support (laughs) other people or other entrepreneurs and businesses who have this give back model within their business? So I definitely encourage, everyone to support these companies as well, because you're not just supporting the business, but you're supporting a bigger world vision and like the the difficult things in this world that need like desperately to be changed.
0: Fantastic. Philly, thank you so much for your time today. I cannot wait to tell everybody about what you're doing and the good in the world that you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on the Give Back Model podcast today.
1: Thank you. Have a lovely night. (laughs) (laughs) Have a wonderful day. (laughs)
0: When we take in the reality of our daily lives, as optimistic as one might be, fatigue and anxiety and unhealthy habits can creep right in. Having someone on your side to help guide you through these issues is not an admission of weakness. It's an admirable step forward to look out for your mental and physical health. I know as a mama too, if brain fog sets in, or if I make some poor screen time habits or decisions, it's very refreshing to know that I could book a consultation with Philly. And while I work on myself, I have a little peace of mind knowing that there's a fabulous organization called Free to Shine. They're gonna receive a donation from Chris and Philly just for me booking that consultation. So Free to Shine's Cambodian team works with local authorities and communities to reach out to the most at-risk rural girls reducing their vulnerability to trafficking by improving their access to education and providing them with social work support. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Give Back Model. Please head over to your listening avenue of choice and leave a review, like, subscribe, follow, and check out our website, thegivebackmodel.com for more episodes, show notes on each guest, and The Give Back Model merchandise, where $5 from every hoodie sold goes to charity. I appreciate all your support and continue to help give back to your community.